Um, and the first Jeff rule is people is it's nice if your clients like you, but it's essential that they trust you. People will not buy from you if they don't trust you. They will still buy from you, even if maybe they don't like you as much as they could. Right. It, it, it's, it's nice if your clients like you, it makes it a lot more fun, but it's essential that they trust you, especially in the event rental place uh, space where, you know, there's no second take on a wedding or, 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 oh, yeah. or a corporate event or a college event. Right. You've mm -hmm. got to get it right the first time. They've got to trust you. Absolutely. Live by the sword, die by the sword in that industry for sure. Welcome to Peer Talk, a dialogue with business owners just like you. Peer Talk conversations run the gamut of business challenges facing owners today. The host of Peer Talk is Dan Crowley, founder and owner of Peer Executive Groups, which provides a safe space for owners to share their experience, grow their businesses, and learn from their peers. Hi, this is Dan Crowley. We have a number of great owners in our peer group network, just like you, and our job is to give you a voice here on Peer Talk. The podcast today is sponsored by Rental Sales Edge, the definitive monthly peer group forum for inside sales improvements and outside sales conversions. This monthly masterclass is managed by Jeff Borowitz, certified sales training instructor who is familiar with Sandler Selling Systems, event rental, and equipment rental companies. Contact peer executive groups to join your peers at the monthly meeting today. Welcome to 2024. We are here at Peer Talk, and I would like to introduce you to our latest associate member inside of peer executive groups. His name is Jeff Borowitz, and he is a Sandler trainer out of San Ramon, California. He's been in the sales industry for 28 years and has trained thousands of salespeople. Uh, New Heights Training and Consulting is a Sandler training center, and he trains companies of all sizes in the East Bay area, helping them reach their full potential, exceed expectations, and continue to grow. Known for triple-digit revenue and profit increases with his 28 years of experience as an award-winning, quota-busting salesperson, sales manager, general manager, and small business owner. Dan Crowley with another edition of Peer Talk, and today we're going to do things a little bit different. We have Jeff Borowitz with us, who is going to be speaking to us about some new exciting development that we have uh, here at Peer Executive Groups. It's going to be called Rental Sales Edge, and uh, this is kind of a masterclass on sales training coaching. Uh, to help you close more deals in real time. So with that, you might know Jeff Borowitz from looking at our website under the consulting page. But uh, welcome to the program, Jeff. Thanks for having me on, Dan. I'm thrilled to be here. Excellent. Well, I'm excited. We discovered you through our friends at Remodelers Advantage. Um, you know, great partner of ours that works with remodelers in peer group settings. Uh, and you've had quite some success there, and I'm sure we'll get to that later about your Sales Edge programs on uh, with their organization. Um, you currently you're you're in Northern California, is that where you're located? Yeah, I'm in the San Francisco Bay Area. But but clearly working nationally, right? You're you're virtually plugged into quite a number of people, right? Yeah, not 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 only nationally but internationally now. Oh, excellent. So I know. Jeff, you're going to have to introduce yourself to our group here. But before that, um, you know, topically, this is a hot topic in our industry. 
Uh, we service the equipment rental space. We service the event rental space. Uh, we have insurance agencies in our peer groups. And all they're thinking about is how will my growth outpace this kind of limited organic growth that we are facing? And I know that, uh, you know, a big part of what we're going to talk about today is, you know, the biggest mistakes that salespeople make that cost them sales. But before we get into any of that, I just want to hear uh, from you about your personal journey and your passion. Tell us a little bit about yourself and, and how you got caught up in this. Yeah. So, you know, like like everybody else, uh, you know, I went to college and I graduated. I found myself graduating from college. And I didn't know what I wanted to do, right? And and so because I didn't know what I wanted to do with the rest of my life, I said, "Oh, I'll just try this sales thing. It, it looks interesting." And I went into sales, and and Dan, I sold the incredibly sexy product of brown corrugated shipping boxes. Oh gosh! <laughs> yeah, and, and this was before they were cool. Um, no, I'm kidding. They've never been cool. Um, but I, I started out selling brown corrugated shipping boxes, and um, Went to work for uh, a, a global company doing that and very quickly worked myself up to one of the top people in the in the nation uh, doing that. Within three years of graduating college, I was number one in the country. Uh, and uh, along the way, they gave me some really great training. Um, they sent me to they sent me to Dale Carnegie uh, to learn how to talk to people, which was incredibly valuable. They sent me to uh, negotiation training to learn how to negotiate with people. And they and they they sent me to sales training uh, with Sandler Sales. And so I learned how to sell straight out of college. I mean, four years of college, I had no idea what the heck I was doing. Um, I had read some books and some other things, but then they sent me to sales training and the sales training made a huge difference for me. Mm. And so I, I did I did that for a number of years. And then I decided I wanted to be, I, for some reason, I decided I wanted to be a sales manager. And that that was a mistake. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I, I quickly found out that I like, I like, the, I like, I like running the chase more than I like uh, watching others uh, run the chase mm -hmm. and uh, being responsible for what they do. And along the way, I became I became a say I became a sales trainer. Uh, I started out uh, a buddy of mine. One of my roommates worked for a sales training company. I would help him out occasionally, and uh, I, I became a certified sales trainer for them. And that led me that led me into being a certified sales trainer for another company. Um, and all the time, I always did these sales training things as side gigs for other things. I went to work in tech and tech was fantastic and, um, got involved with yet a third sales training company. And then eventually I got to a point where I was making, uh, I was making a lot of money. I was making just kind of stupid money uh, in tech, but I was traveling 35 to 40 weeks a year. And basically I'd, I'd leave home the first week of January and not really come back home till middle of February with all the trade shows and everything else that oh, was yeah. and you know my wife would you know line the kids up middle of February when I got home and say reintroduce me say this is your father um, and um and I eventually got to a point where I, you know I this opportunity with Sandler training came up here um in the bay area and 
I, I went to my wife and I said, hey, you know how I hate my job? And she said, yeah. I said, how about if I go from making stupid money to making no money? Matter of fact, we're going to pay Sandler a bunch of money for a franchise. And my wife, who obviously needs help, looked at me and said, I think that's a great idea. Um, and 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 so I did that and uh, I got into Sandler tra- uh, sales training and and you was able to leverage the training I got originally, plus all the other experience I've had along the way. Um, and and the amazing Sandler network to to become to become very quickly become one of the top fran- uh, franchisees in the world for Sandler. Um, and and we get, you know, along the way, we've we've done, you know, we've done we've done a lot with Remeller's Advantage, as you mentioned, uh, in the home uh, renovation area, home remodeling. And we've done a lot in the marketing and PR services areas with some global companies there. Um, of course, I live in the San Francisco area, so we do quite a bit with tech. Um, and but, you know, one of my favorite clients, some of my favorite clients have been our event rental clients. Mm. Uh, and we work with a number of them, including a large, really large event rental company. Um, and we've really helped them to innovate the way they sell. Uh, and to not only close deal, close a higher percentage of the deals that they were talking to, but to but to sell them at a higher margin. Um, and and more and more importantly, to make the sales process predictable and repeatable. Hmm. Um, gotcha. And that's and that's where it's really made a huge difference, uh, a huge difference for people. And and that's always our goal is to make the sales process predictable and repeatable, because once it's predictable and repeatable, you can go and do it with a lo- high level of confidence and do it again and again and again. And really and, and it, it takes the grunt work out of sales and makes it yeah. fun. Mm. No, that's great. And, you know, that's one of the things I know from my involvement with Sandler is I love this idea of, um, you know, kind of moving through the sales process and not getting down about the fact that I didn't close them on the first call, but this (laughs) tenacity, the tenaciousness of staying with the pipe and staying with the funnel and working through it and understanding, you know, what the indicators are that say, hey, now it's okay to move to this next step and do it. So you and I spoke prior about the event rental space. I'm glad you mentioned it. Fascinating space in that uh, you've got such different customer segmentation. So we have event rental operators who um, focus on uh, weddings. You know, people have weddings and, you know, what makes you different uh, when it comes to uh, providing the rental of products and services for a wedding. Um, and then secondly, um, corporate, which is, you know, really come on strong over the last decade, going out and renting tents and renting, you know, all the, uh, you know, the accoutrements uh, that are necessary for um, having a good event, whether it be plateware or um, anything related, really. And then um, lastly, you know, having relationships with um you know let's say let's call them institutions colleges p 
people in your in your environment that aren't going to change. They could be schools, things like that. So really, you know, having 50 rental operators in the event space, they all are different. They're all selling differently. So tell us about how you would handle that from, you know, if we implement rental sales edge and we get a uh, get you a classroom full of event rental, those are three different tarps. So tell us about that. Well, yeah. So I think the most the most important point here is that we're selling to human beings, whether it's a bride and groom for a wedding, whether it's a university trying to uh, get donors, right? Or having a, you know, I, I understand there's going to be a pretty big party uh, uh, event rent uh, for colleges next Monday night, right? Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, the, for the college football championship game. Um, and, and and so, or whether it's corporate rentals, right? In the end, we're selling to human beings, and it starts by building relationships with other human beings, because and building trust with other human beings, because if you can understand how you build trust with people, people will buy from you if they trust you. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the, I think you know, you mentioned some of the mistakes earlier. One of the mistakes that people make in this process is they think it's about like and not trust. And so I'll tell your listeners right now to get their pencils out because I'm going to give them the first the first Jeff rule here. And, and so as they get their pencils out, the, you know, we have these Sandler rules, and this is a Jeff rule, not a Sandler rule. Um, and the first Jeff rule is people is it's nice if your clients like you, but it's essential that they trust you. People will not buy from you if they don't trust you. They will still buy from you, even if maybe they don't like you as much as they could, right? It, it, it's, it's nice if your clients like you, it makes it a lot more fun, but it's essential that they trust you, especially in the event rental place uh, space where you know, there's no second take on a wedding or, 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 oh, yeah. or a corporate event or a college event, right? You've mm-hmm. got to get it right the first time. They've got to trust you. Absolutely. Live by the sword, die by the sword in that industry for sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and and so we start with building trust and how you build trust with other human beings. And there's, you know, Dan, there's an actual process to doing it. And one of the things we'll teach in the, in the, in the sales edge program is how you build that trust and, and, and how, and, you can't build trust the same way with everybody. Everybody's different and you have to treat people as individuals. And so I think that that's an essential piece. And the next thing is is making sure that everybody's on the same page and everybody's, you ever been in a conversation, Dan, where you thought you were talking about one thing and it turned out the person you were talking to thought you were talking about something completely different? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that pretty much explains every conversation I've ever had with my mother-in-law. Um, and, but, but you know, one of the things we want to do is we want to make sure that we're all on the same page. Because when one of the reasons that people don't buy is when surprise is when they're surprised. Surprise makes people jump back, recoil, and their first reaction is to say no. And so we've got to make sure that we all are on the same page before we get started, right? And, and and so here's the second thing for your for your listeners to write down 
which is the second Jeff rule number two. Surprise is the enemy of yes. Surprise is the enemy of yes. When you surprise people, whether it's with a replacement product, a rental rate that's changed, a delivery window that's changing, um, it, their first reaction is to get really nervous and and to say no. And so we want to, as much as possible, eliminate surprise. And we do that up front. Super, super important. Excellent. Yeah, I, I mean, I can see that working even with the equipment rental side. It, it's got to be similar because on the equipment rental side, you're dealing with uh, selling to a homeowner who's basically setting himself up for a project on the weekend or they might be, um, you know, a, a lighter contractor, smaller contractor who really time is of the essence, right? Getting things timely done. Um, so I could see where that would come into play as well. Oh, yeah, completely. Right. I mean, I, I've done enough uh, self home improvement projects yeah. uh, where I've had to go rent equipment and there's nothing worse than show. There's nothing worse than showing up to rent a reciprocating saw and find out that it's not there. Yeah. Right. Yep. If I'm coming in on uh, on Saturday morning, I'm I, I, I'm planning to use that reciprocating saw Saturday morning. Mm-hmm. Right. And you're telling me it's not there Saturday morning. It is destroying trust right from the start. Yeah. Right. Yep. And, and so I think that uh, I, I think that this play, it doesn't you know, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what you're selling. Building trust, eliminating surprise are key to making a sale. It's it's funny. Um, I teach and, and 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 here's how important this is. I teach every year. We're coming up on that time of year again here in the Bay Area, at least, where the Girl Scouts sell cookies. And one of the ways I get back to the community is I teach the local Girl Scout troops how to sell cookies. Nice. Classic. Right? And and. and you know, it's funny because I I give them the process, but the words are all theirs. And so last year, one of the girls came up. I, we were talking about the importance when they knock on the door of doing what I call a pattern interrupt. Uh, something that people aren't expecting to hear. You open the door and the Girl Scouts there. You know what she's there for. Yeah. Right. They come around once a year. Right. And and, and so the girls came up with that when they're going to say is. You know, they would knock on the door. You'd answer the door and they'd say, I bet you were just sitting in your living room watching TV, wishing you had something yummy to munch on. <laughs> Great. All right. Ready to buy? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, and, you know, and and but that was that was their pet. The words were all theirs. Right. All we did was give them a process mm-hmm. and the process doesn't materially change. The words will change. But the process doesn't change. You know, it, it's fascinating how you're describing this from a system standpoint, because what you're doing is you're describing people who we all know who happen to be naturals. I put that in air quotes for those not looking at the video, um, you know, air quotes, because it's just there are some people that have that natural pattern interrupt, you know, that that do things in that manner and you're like wow they really have got a skill set there right i wish i could do that so it sounds great sounds like uh that will be useful in a webinar setting in a in a sales edge uh for rental sales edge it'll be neat so
So what else uh, from your perspective um, do we need to prepare these members for um, as they get to know you and engagement? Like, so clearly there's the sales edge uh, option. Uh, they have an option to work with you one-on-one -on -one and possibly yeah. if they have multiple. So tell us more about what those engagements look like. Well, every engagement's a little bit different. Uh, the sales edge yeah. program, it, sale, the sales edge program's a great program uh, because it's going to enable you to be in a room with other people that are selling you the same product you're selling to the same client base in mm -hmm. different markets. So we're not going to put in, in in the same room with somebody who's a competitor of yours. But what you're going to get is, is so what what how sales edge works is it's it. We call it an hour, Dan, but it's like a therapy hour. It's 55 minutes. Um, and and we're going to every class is going to start with us with us talking about who has some real life issues that we can work through today to help you close a deal. And you get you get not only yes, Jeff's going to be there to provide you, uh, you know, or Chip or Tracy, depending which one of us is there. But yep. one of us is going to be there to provide you with the Sandler's content. But what you're also going to get is from five or six other people in, that are doing the same thing you're doing in other markets of what they would do and what's working in their market and what's not working in their market and what used to work that doesn't work anymore. Hmm. Right. And 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 so like the first 20 minutes of class is usually these types of problem solving things. What I love about it is it enables you to come with a problem, a challenge you're having to class, leave with a solution that you can go out and do that day and you can and help you close the sale. Because when we come back the next week, we're going to hold you accountable for it and say, hey, Dan, how to go with, with XYZ University on, on that challenge you were having. Oh, it was great. I did this and it worked or, and closed the door and I closed the sale. But, you know, and that's fantastic when it happens and we're certainly going to celebrate it. But sometimes, Dan, we learn more when you come back and say, yeah, that sucked. I fell flat on my face. Um, and, and because we learn more from failure than we do from success. It's just as a human as a human race. And and, and so we're going to be able to analyze that and and go through it and figure out where we, you know, do a little MRI, so to speak, and figure out where we went wrong. Right. Yeah. And 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 fix it. So going forward, you never have that happen again. And then the last 30 minutes of class is going to be doing some training, introducing some new skills, practicing those skills. Right. We follow the adult learning methodology. We tell you what we're going to tell you. We tell it to you. We demonstrate it for you. We have we 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 we, we have you go try to do it. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, and then we debrief it. We tell you what we told you, right? And that's the that's that's the adult yeah. learning philosophy of how adults learn. It, Absolutely. It's, yeah, it's really funny. Uh, you know, from our conversation last a uh, couple weeks ago, I have a daughter in high school, and it drives her crazy to listen to me teach, because she says, "Wow, Dad, these adults are really slow learners," <laughs> and 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 it's because. What does she do all day, every day? She's in school learning. So her brain's wired for that. That's right. As adults, we are actually, we actually learn slower than we did as kids. It's really interesting. And so that we have this proven adult learning methodology that allows us 
to absorb the information. And so we always follow that in the, in the training. And at the end of class, we're going to go around the room with lessons learned. Uh, what was your one takeaway and what's your one commitment that you're going to do between now and next class? And then we're going to hold you accountable to those commitments. Got it. That's excellent. And you're and the sales edge, which you've implemented at remodelers um, that has. Is it every month and a half, every month? How often do you guys meet? Well, so we meet weekly over there. Oh, weekly. Uh, excellent. Yeah, we meet weekly over there. It's um because at least in the beginning, to get any kind of expediency of learning, yeah, you have to do it all. You have to do it every week, right? Oh, that makes sense. Uh, and, and matter of fact, we're in the process of putting together a group of people who have been in sales edge for a while, and saying, "Hey, I know I got it now. I no longer need to meet weekly." What we had happened was people would stay in, the, and people average staying in the group about eighteen months. Gotcha. Okay, and then they're like, hey, I'm, I don't need to come every week. And we didn't have a solution for them. We're mm-hmm. in the process of putting it in place, a solution that's going to be, hey, you know what? We're going to meet twice a quarter every six weeks for those people that have spent a year or 18 months in and feel like they got it just to make sure they don't backslide. We're going to put a program in place where they can just come every six weeks, twice a quarter. Awesome. Excellent. Well, we are excited to get started. Jeff and and again everyone uh, Jeff Borovitz um, will be joining us over the next few months and establishing the first rental sales edge uh, classroom masterclass and uh, be prepared for that we'll be pushing out quite a bit of information about it and uh, Jeff appreciate your time today this has been super helpful and outstanding any any parting words of wisdom for our group here yeah I, I think that if I'm going to give them one one parting word is, you know, make make it a goal. Well, I'll ask, I'll do it this way instead. Uh, I would ask them to answer this question. Well, these couple questions. One, do you believe there's something you can do in the next 30 days that would make your life considerably worse than it is today? And I said, yes, I say considerably worse than it is today. All right. So, Dan, I'll ask you, do you think there's something you could do that would make your life considerably worse in the next 30 days? Absolutely. Well, if that's true, then the <laughs> inverse must also be true, right? <laughs> Absolutely. That, that there's something you can do in the next 30 days to make your life better. Is that fair? That's that's fair. I would I would even say I would also mention that, you know, for our business owners to be listening, look, you know, they're all up against it. They're spending money on their sales teams. They are spending money on staffing. They're doing what they can. But again, just because you own a business doesn't mean that you know sales better than anybody. And that is the number one hypocritical thing I think we address inside peer groups is, hey, we have CFOs, uh, fractional CFOs. We have um, CMOs that can help you with your marketing. We have people who can help you. Ultimately, Take the time, find the solution, spend the money appropriately, get a good return on your investment. So uh, I'm excited. This has been a long time coming for us as a company, peer executive groups. So we're excited well, one, to start. One thing I might add, Dan, if I could, yeah. one last yeah. thing is, you know, as a leader, as a company owner, manager, CFO, VP of sales, sales manager, you base as a leader, you basically have four hats that you wear. 
right? You, you have that supervisory hat of doing all the supervisor things, which, I mean, nobody really likes to do, but they have to get done, right? And, 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 then, you, and, and then you have, um, you have the management portion, right, of coaching people, right? And, and that's important. And a lot of people fail to do those one-on-ones with their with their right. with the direct reports, which are, by the way, if you're not doing one-on-ones with your direct reports, you're robbing them and you of success. Um, and the third area is training. The third the third area of being a leader is training. And you know what? There's yes, we can probably do great product training, but we're not necessarily an expert on sales training. We're not necessarily an expert on on marketing training. We're not necessarily an expert on uh, you know. Uh, on a whole bunch of different things and you can train somebody how to put up a tent right because you have people that are experts at that so when you're not the expert outsource the training Mm. whether it's finance marketing and yes sales to people who are experts to take that off your plate it allows you to spend more time in other areas that you could be more effective in and then the fourth area that everybody should be doing is some mentoring how are you bringing up people in your organization to be that next generation of leaders so that when when somebody retires, when somebody leaves, that you don't have to go outside the organization to find that next leader, that you've grown them inside and they know your culture, they know your processes, and they can come in and hit the ground running much, much faster. And so if we can, if we can do that as leaders, then we've done our job if we do those four things. Absolutely. Excellent. Well, I appreciate that. Thank you for taking that moment to to back up the truck and get that out there, because I think you've uh, nailed it on the head, especially as it relates to how we function as a company with our members uh, that we try to serve. So, uh, Jeff Borovitz, thank you for joining us. Looking forward to the upcoming quarter. It's going to be a good one. Looking forward to kicking off 2024 with a bang. So thanks a lot for your time. Thanks a lot, Dan. Looking forward to it. Excellent. You've been listening to Peer Talk from Peer Executive Groups, produced and directed by Noah Crowley and hosted by Dan Crowley. Subscribe to this podcast for notifications of future episodes of Peer Talk.